Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Mary Carol Garrity. She established Nell Hills in 1981 in an old bank building in Atchison, Kansas, and that's that's her hometown. Since then, Nell Hills has grown to become one of the most popular home interior stores in the Midwest. She expanded into another location and then consolidated in that new location. She'll be talking to you about that during the show today. She's got a lot of national attention. Forbes has dubbed her one of the hottest little retailers in America, and she's been featured on CBS's The Early Show and NBC's Today Show. She's been in the Wall Street Journal, Fortune, Midwest Living, Country Living, and a host of other magazines as well. Mary Carroll is also the author of nine books, nine, on home decorating, and she's one of today's most sought-after lifestyle resources. We're so happy to have her on the show today to talk about her entrepreneurial journey. Welcome, Mary Carroll. Oh, thank you, Kelly, for having me. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm so excited to do this interview. You and I have talked in the past, and I'm so happy to be able to share this with a much larger audience today. Now, you have a really interesting story about why you started Nell Hills. What inspired you? Well, I had a father who... Um was the epitome of an entrepreneur and um he was I was not living in my hometown at the time and he had a building and he called me one morning we just started talking and um later on that day I gave notice at work and two weeks later I moved back to my hometown and started the journey of opening up a shop and and going forth and it just you know I was 25 years old and um, not very smart, and <laughs> didn't know what I was getting into, and it worked out great. <laughs> well, it did. Now, but you started a, something prior to to Nell Hills, though. You you opened a shop. Well, yes, Your father had a clothing right. store, right? He did, and from the time I was in about fifth grade after school, I'd go down there in the back room, steam clothes, and so retail was in my blood, and then mm-hmm. in high school, I talked he and my mother into letting me open up what we used to call a junior shop for young girls. Mm-hmm. And my mother would pull me out of school and take me to market. And so it's just um, it, that experience helped guide me into doing what has turned into Nell Hills. Absolutely. You had an interesting beginning as far as, if I remember the story right, you were getting ready for a junior league show and that's when you bought your first inventory in a very unconventional way by the way but tell us about that (laughs) well actually i i had been in i had my little shop it was more of a cheese uh, gourmet cheeses and foods teas biscuits that kind of thing coffee Mm -hmm. and um i some friends had was working with the junior league and asked me to to get involved with it and i had some accessories some and things like that. So I go to market and um, what is so outrageous, and this is what my reference is is to being very uh, stupid as a young girl, is I go to market and I buy all this 
merchandise for Junior League show that is with money I hadn't even borrowed yet with the idea that I would get it in and within 30 days uh, be able to pay for it at, from that show. So I was, uh, you know, a big risk taker. And uh, fortunately, it worked out. Mm-hmm. So basically, <laughs> you bought the inventory or your goods on credit and mm-hmm. you were going to pay it back in 30 days by selling out the inventory at that show. <laughs> yes. So you can and imagine, it, it, I was yeah. a very nervous girl. <laughs> you were. But you know what? You already had that entrepreneurial resourcefulness because, as I recall, your display, you used a mattress to What we to did showcase? is we brought in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tried to figure out my booth, and I had absolutely no money. So uh, a, a close friend of mine who now has helped me over the last 28 years at the store was working was uh, working in a dental office and anyway she said oh i'll help you with this so we took her daughter's box springs and mattress down there we brought uh i brought some branch poles that i got and leather shoelace strings and we made a canopy bed out of it and threw a big lace tablecloth over the top of it because at the time this battenberg lace and all these linens were quite popular and then made up the bed and anyway took bookcases out of my home and built our booth and that's when the junior league was our great break that's what got people to start coming Mm -hmm. up to atchison Mm -hmm. now you named the store after your maternal grandmother why did you decide to name it after your grandmother you know what it was was it was really my sister and i were talking on the phone one night and i have to give judy the credit it was her idea but, you know, it was just, it was so fitting. It was just a, you know, my grandmother, Nell Hill, was just a, a good Kansas farm woman. And she just, you know, when you go to her house, there was nothing better than going to her house. You know, it's like how you want, everybody wants their grandchildren to feel. But, and that's how I wanted my story to be, is I wanted somebody to walk in the door and just think, oh, this feels good. Mm. Yeah, and you've succeeded in doing that because I have, in articles that I've read about you and in conversations I've heard about you, people refer to what they find in your store as treasures, much like a grandchild you know, goes exploring in a, sure. a grandparent's closet or, or wherever it might be and finds treasures. So, so how do you decide what items to select for your store? How do you decide what are the next treasures? Well, you know, I... I I'm a shopkeeper that that likes to be on the floor all the time. And because of that, I I listen to what my customers are looking for and what they're wanting, and I, I see what they're buying. So um, I take that information with me when I go to market. And when I see something, I, I might think, oh, that would look great on the middle of someone's dining room table. Or when this, aren't these lamps great for a sofa table? Or, you know, it just so I'm kind of... Um, imagining how someone will use them when I'm buying them mm-hmm. and kind of what I'm hearing the needs are from from customers. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that really helps. I, I can't imagine being a buyer and not working on the floor. Right. And, and I know that you get to know your customers really well, and so you keep your eye out for things, too, that you Absolutely. think might go I, with other things they've bought in the past. and. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know, and people are always saying, "Look out for me for this," or "I need, I have, you know, this decorating dilemma." And so, absolutely. And sometimes yeah. you think, "Well, if she has that decorating dilemma." There's other women that have that decor, or men that have that decorating dilemma also. 
Right. That's true. I heard somebody, uh, we, we, we had um, the opportunity to have a conversation at an organization here in Kansas City that uh, we, we had um, talked at. Anyway, afterwards, somebody came up to me and said, you know, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but somebody uh, had said she had been in the store and described her home and everything, and she was really set on buying something there. And you told her, you know, that's probably not going to fit in your house. I mean, it physically fits, you know, in the way you're right, going to use right. it. And she goes, no, 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 no. You know, I know my house, and uh, this will fit. She goes, I got it home, and it didn't fit. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, you know, I mean, we've really, you know, we've, it's, you know, this has been a long journey. I've been building this business for 36 years. So, you know, I don't want, when someone comes in the store, I don't want them to make a mistake. I want it to be wonderful. It's not, it's, you know, it's about building relationships with your yeah. customers. And you know, usually my customers become my friends. Right. Yeah, you know, you're known to for decorating for various seasons. And so do you, do you have a favorite season, uh, whether, you know, a holiday season, a natural season, a favorite time of year to decorate you, you for? You know what is so funny? It's whatever season I'm in, it seems like it's my favorite. Like right now I'm thinking, oh, fall is my favorite season. Of course, we're putting up Christmas, and one of the girls at the store that that puts up all the trees and does a beautiful job. Our big joke at the store is, and it, it's kind of like the same thing. Whatever is the last tree she put up, we all go, "Oh, that's our favorite." <laughs> she doesn't even pay any attention to us anymore. But we, but that's it's kind of like this, you know, the season. Like right now, I just can't get enough of this fall. Mhm, mhm. So, you know, you have, as you said. 36 years. It's, that's a long time. And you've managed to not just keep the store going, but to to continue to build on your success. How have you done that over the years, especially in the age of these you know, big box commercial stores? That's pretty tough competition, too. How, how have you developed the business? You know, I, I think, first of all, you have to surround yourself by wonderful people. And no one can have a, a shop the size of mine and do it by themselves. So I have great, great people that work there. And um, I think you just have to kind of follow your gut and follow your heart. And, um, you know, you have, you have to take care of business. You have to take care mm-hmm. of everything. But also just in the way that um, so many stores, like we kind of dub ourselves as the new traditional because um, we're still traditional, but we like to, think of it as more of a fresh, fresh feel. And uh, mm-hmm. so many uh, shops similar to mine have gone very contemporary. And, mm-hmm. you know, so you just have to know, I think, like, I just know that I'm not all things to all people. So I just have to have my niche and love it and do it the best that I'm capable of doing it. And, um, and again, I can't stress enough about surrounding yourself by gro- you know, really great people. And right now, I, I probably have the best group I've ever had. You know, so I, mm-hmm. I mean, not to take away that I haven't had others that came to go, came and went, and weren't fabulous. But as an overall, whether it's whether it's our warehouse or our store or what it is, it's you know, and it's it's a combination. You know, it's my delivery guys are as important as my designers. Right. Right. And, you know, something that some of your customers have said about you is that 
yes, they love the merchandise, they love the treasures, but the memories and the experience. Some of them plan annual trips to your store, uh, to and and they they and make it a shopping outing that they look forward to every year, and the, they form so many memories about it. So you're you're you've created this vehicle uh, to tighten up relationships in addition to you know all of the goods that you sell. No, you know what? It's been really fun because I can remember, especially in the beginning, you know, a couple of women would get in a vehicle and they would just grab a coffee on the way and just go up and just laugh and have, you know, talk all the way up and all the way back. And, um, you know, of course, now I'm, you know, well, that, of course, that started a while back, but I'm doing second generations. I, th- I think I'll retire mm-hmm. when I do the third generation. But <laughs> anyway, you know, and it's just so much fun because um, I've watched, a lot of these people that are coming in, these young people coming in, I've watched them grow up over the years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through shopping and, uh, with their parents. Right. And so so the relationships are there. You have, as I said at the beginning of the show, you have received so much national attention. I mean, the kind of publicity and the, the magazines and the the broadcast shows you know that you have been featured on, most small business would just, would just die for that kind of publicity. And, and here you've got your start as a little shop in Atchison, Kansas. I think a lot of small businesses would think, you know, there's no way I can get that kind of national attention. How did you manage to attract the editors of those kinds of magazines? How did that happen? Well, you know, it's um, a couple of things that, that, was, that opened up my doors. One was, at the time was that I was a little shop in a little town and that I was female. So those kind of I had going for me. And then I remember the first time that we really got any kind of national attention was Victoria Magazine when it was just a very um, hot magazine called years ago, called and said, would you send us a press kit? And I said, of course, I would love to send you a press kit. And I hung up and I said, what is a press kit? You know, I was like, you know, and then, and so then I kind of learned that um, magazines and publications at the time were looking for, you know, they were searching out different venues. So then I thought, okay, well, I'm going to make some more press kits and just send those out. But, Mm -hmm. and so, and Hallmark was very good to me because there'd always be a group of Hallmark designers that would come up, like different groups that would come up throughout the year. And one time um, a man was interviewing somebody at Hallmark about their Christmas card that has the three little angels on it. That was their all-time selling card. And so then he's talking to him. He says, where do you look for inspiration? They named off a couple places, and this person happened to name off Nell Hills in Ashton, Kansas. And he was originally from Kansas City. He was out of the Chicago Bureau. And he's like, I'm going to check into this. And then that was a great thing because we got to be in the Wall Street Journal. And then that opened up doors for other magazines. Sure, sure. And so um, so you actually, actually, after that first call, you decided to be proactive and start sending out others. And, it, you know, if you don't, if you don't ask, you don't get, you know, all they can no, do no, is No, you say, don't. No, I'm not interested. Magaz- yeah. Right, and magazines were national publications were a lot stronger then because mm-hmm. we didn't have Instagram and Pinterest and all the things that we do now that kind of fight for everyone's attention. Right. And, and so now, though, 
you know, I just think about for somebody that's starting up or wanting to get any kind of, and, and we really don't have national attention. We have a good regional, like kind of a four-state regional, and we get some people from Oklahoma and a little bit from Dallas, but but it's really more regional. But, you know, you know, as long as you can have fun and earn a living, it doesn't matter if it's national or regional or where it is, you know. Right, right, yeah, and you've been having a lot of fun. That's obvious. Tell us about your decision fairly recently, within the last couple of years, to actually close down that Atchison store, the store that you had in your hometown, and consolidate it in uh, the you know where you are now in North Kansas City. Uh, tell tell us about why you did well, that. Well, we've been in in our shop in Briarcliff. We've had Briarcliff mm-hmm. for ten years this November, and but before that, it, the year or two before that, we could tell that people weren't getting in the car and coming up. What what it really boils down to is retail has changed. Retail is not what it was when I opened up my doors. And it really isn't what it was 10 years ago. Um, And the 30-year-olds, which I built my business on 35 years ago, they do not need, they they don't need anything. They're downsizing. You know, they're, they're, and the 30-year-olds now don't have the time to get in a car with a couple girlfriends and spend the day up in Atchison or to spend the day away. They just, or they don't do it. Not very many of them do. You know, they, it's, it's just a different culture. Right. They'll come, they'll, they'll shop in a large city, in a city, but it's all more about convenience. I think they're juggling so much more than we, you know, I, I can say this because I'm in my 60s, than we were when we were 30. Okay. And, um, so anyway, it it was starting. To, we could tell that that uh, business was slowing down. And really, in the last five years, we were open in Atchison. Um, our business had really uh, had flown so far down, and, and it wasn't just because of our Briarcliff store, because it was such a different store. But it, you know, it just then then the Atchison store is. It just, you know, it, it, I just think it's the signs of the time. I think that's another reason why there's so many big box stores and they're doing so much of the business. But, you know, everybody's not a big box shopper, and right. that's where we fit in. Yeah, and so you've, you've consolidated there um, in Briarcliff, as you said. Now, your husband came into the business at one point, too. And, you know, a lot of our listeners are family-owned businesses. There's um, husband-wife teams, mother-daughter teams might have a couple of generations working mm-hmm. with nieces and nephews in the in the uh, mix as sure. well. Uh, how have you and your husband managed to uh, all this time keep you know be be able to be husband and wife and also run a successful company? What kind of boundaries well, do you put in place? Well, well, in the beginning, we almost killed each other because I was <laughs> I, I was used to just doing it in my crazy uh, way, and but we were growing enough that um, I needed him. I, I needed some help and um, to with our growth. And um, so what we basically do is he has a list of things that he has the final say on, and I have a list of things that I have a final say on, and we'll discuss them with each other, But and usually we're in agreement, but you know, if I feel really strong about something or if he feels really strong about something on his, then, you know, I, you just respect each other to go ahead and try it and do it. Mm-hmm. 
Sure. What's been your favorite part about running Nell Hills? The people. Mm-hmm. You know, and also, it's. I mean, the journey has been wonderful. I have, Like I said, I have made, really, I have made almost all of my dearest friends through Nell Hills. And um, it's just been wonderful. And I'm so glad I got to open it up. You know, 35 years ago, I was talking to someone who's in retail. They've only been open for about three years the other day. And I said, I wish you could have known retail when it was kind of in its heyday because things have changed so much with the Internet and all that. But it, it's still wonderful, you know, and it's it's changing. And But the one thing is you just have to be on your toes. You've got to change with it. You can't. If I was running Nell Hills now, how it was being operated, you know, even 25 years ago, we wouldn't be in business. You know, you just, right. it, it's just, it's just the challenge of it all. And it's just that, um, and, and again, the, meeting the people. Mm-hmm. Th- yeah. That's what and, really feeds me. Right. I mean, even in this internet age, and I know that's impacted retail incredibly. I mean, be even incredible mm-hmm. is almost an understatement. Uh, but it's really changed the face of retail. Uh, but even in this age, People still like to see other people, and especially when it comes to the kinds of um, items that you carry where they're not necessarily mass-produced or that you can't find them everywhere or on every website. And And, and just the experience, you know, like when, when, you know, when you go on a vacation, you buy something or when whatever, it's kind of a memory of the experience of doing it that you don't get when you're sitting in your bed at 10 o'clock at night shopping online. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's just right. a little bit different, and and so and like you said, so many people have come with friends, and it's been kind of the memories. And oh, I remember when I bought that, and and so it's kind of like you know, your home is just kind of a collection. And so anyway, yes. like I said, I know we're not for everyone, but we have our little niche, and we just try to make it the best we can. Well, tell us about what's in store. What what's next for Nell Hills? You know, that's interesting because I am not sure. I just want to, you know, it's, we don't, we're not going to have any more books out and we don't have a lot of things. What, what my goal really is, is just to make, make Nell Hills better and better and better and, um, and, and keep that experience going and making the experience better. And so that's, that is really what uh, I'm looking into the future, th- thinking that that's what we want to do. Okay. And of course, someday I have to retire. (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling that you've got some big fans who are going to, if they get wind of that, they're going to try to very hard to talk you out of it. Well, uh, that's nice. Yeah. So if anybody uh, who, for whatever reason, who's listening may not have heard of Nell Hills or has not been to your store and now they'd like to go, you said it's in Briarcliff. Whereabouts in Briarcliff is it? What's it next to? You know, you know what? We're next to uh, Trezzo, which is a wonderful restaurant there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. You can't miss it when you pull into the – when you make the corner to pull into the shopping center, you, you can pretty well see us. But, you know, in Briarcliff, it's just a great little shopping area, and there's all kinds of boutiques. In fact, speaking of boutiques, we just had uh, – uh, Jay Quinn just opened up in, in within the Nell Hills walls. And it's a cute little boutique that a young entrepreneur just opened named Jordan Murphy. So we're real excited about that. But there's there's lots going on out there. And um, so we have great restaurants and other shops and um, just would love to get anybody out there. 
Yeah, so so you can go in there and you kind of um, uh, complement each other and and feed off of each other. It sounds like it, it, so, it, we do. It's really fun. It's, yeah. it's a great space. Well, Mary Kay, it's always a pleasure to talk with you, and congratulations on your success. We are looking forward to having you on our panel at the Big Breakfast in December. So oh, I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So those of you in the Kansas City area who'd like to come out and meet Mary Carol in person can do that. Be on the lookout for some announcements about our fourth quarter Big Breakfast. But thank you. I know you're a busy lady, especially this time of year. So thank you so much for your time oh. and sharing your story today. Oh, I so appreciate being on your show. Thank you, Kelly. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.